Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Daniel with another episode of our Ecom show and today I'm here with uh, Sofia from the distant uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires, and she's from Nicaragua originally. And uh, after uh, a bit more than six months, she became not just our account manager, but uh, she's one of the senior account managers now. And uh, today we will discuss many different things. Uh, but first, Sofia, how are you? And uh, and tell us your story, because we always start with some story time. So we are interested in your background and how did you get into marketing? And I guess you didn't learn it in elementary school. So, yeah. Hey, Daniel. Well, uh, thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, yeah, my journey in Budai Media has been quite fun. <laughs> Uh, basically, yes, as you said, I'm living in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, I've been here like for more than five years now. Uh, it's cold right now, <laughs> but I'm from yeah. Nicaragua and I've been working in digital marketing for more, actually almost 10 years now. Um, I went to, of course, school and I studied marketing, but uh, going to college and studying marketing 10, ten years ago was nothing <laughs> like this. It's like I yeah. never imagined that I would end up working in something that didn't even exist at that point. I think that Facebook was just starting. So uh, it was just like the basic, like uh, understanding the customer, like price, placement, all the, <laughs> the stuff that you read on books. And I actually have never applied anything that I learned in college, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but then I, I had the opportunity to, it was my second job that, uh, one of the biggest now, one of the biggest Google partners, premier partner partners, uh, companies opened up, uh, um, one of their basically locations in Nicaragua. So I have the opportunity to be, to became one of their first PPC, um, and PPC was just starting basically it. It was, when was it? almost exactly. 10 years ago. Yeah, in 2012. Yeah. So I was just learning like PPC, search, display. Like, I don't think they even had YouTube ads at that point. Uh, shopping campaigns yeah. what were not a thing yet. So I had the big opportunity to start from scratch. And yeah, I was a PPC analyst. And I stayed there not so long, like just like, less than two years because I moved here to Argentina to study my master. In, it's, again, not related to digital marketing. It's uh, advertising, creative thinking, like creativity, copywriting. So because I thought that, yeah, I, I really like digital marketing, but I still want to focus on really wrong decision, right, at that point. But I really wanted to focus on like traditional advertising. So I gave it a chance and did my master in that, but no, nope. <laughs> didn't work. And I, again, life in this last 10 years has thrown me 
like big hits like yep digital market is the path and i've been working yeah since then like as ppc then i also work in an agency as uh, business development and also as uh data analysis basically i've been like everywhere i really like learning new stuff and social ads and now but when i found out about good media and what you do with email marketing it was like hey i really don't know anything about email marketing and i think it will be super interesting to learn about this and yes i, I actually like it a lot yeah that's great i i'm really glad to hear that um and thanks for sharing your story. And when did you move from Nicaragua, by the way? For me, it's such an exotic country because it's quite small, right? It's similar to mine. It's, it's just small and uh, it's in Central America. And when, when, did, when did you leave Nicaragua? Actually, well, the first time was in 2013 uh, when I came here to study the, the, the master's degree. Then I went back to Nicaragua because, again, I didn't like uh, the weather here, <laughs> I rather mm. be in Nicaragua where it's uh, summer all year long and we have really nice beaches and we have like, yeah, really nice weather. And of course there's my family and friends. Um, but yeah, it's Central America. And if you know, like our social political context is not the best. So even if I, I have been working remotely for almost yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the last time that I went to an actual office. Um, but it was not sustainable to stay there. I really love my country, but I decided to move back here um, because the opportunities were better. I don't see myself here in the long term. Um, but yes, that's the good thing about working remotely. You can move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to, to stick yeah. with one country. So, yeah, let's get uh, into the nitty gritty and... Uh, we want to discuss a few uh, topics and uh, I know you have quite much experience with traffic acquisition and PPC, as you said, and uh, many people, uh, they ask about uh, attribution windows and attribution models. And I think why these things, uh, they became more popular recently. One is uh, Facebook. Um, there was a big change with Facebook with the new iOS and iOS 15 is coming out around September, October as well. It will affect email marketing too. But uh, this year, I think it's really a hyped up topic and for a reason. Um, so, so let's discuss about uh, attribution models uh, and differences between, uh, you know, the different platforms. Uh, for example, we know that Cla I know the most about Clavio. Uh, I'm sure you know much more about Facebook and Google and other platforms, but I know that Clavio has this uh, five days attribution window. If anybody opened an email uh, and they purchase later, then uh, it's attributed to Clavio uh, in, in that five days. That's the default setting and you can change it to maximum 60 days. And actually some agencies actually do it. We, we keep it at the default. Uh, but, um, yeah, so it's, I think it's for, it's called first click attribution or, uh, because 
if they click the email, they open it after they can leave or buy or, or buy from somewhere else, it will be still attributed to Clavio. Uh, but Sophia, please share some knowledge with us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I really love this topic because um, even if we have like several like uh, sources of traffic and of course sources of conversions and sales. Sometimes we we forget that these like different sources and different apps are not islands, so they basically relate to each other. Even if even if they don't have like a direct integration between them, uh, yeah. the customer journey is not static. It's not basically it's not straight. Um, so learning about attribution models and understanding that there are like it's not just one, two, or three. There are several types of attribution model, and of course, it depends on the app, as you said, Clavio. Uh, uh, the rules are based on a last email open, like a last touch. Basically, the attribution will get to the last email that got a click or got open, and the attribution window again, as you explained, it can be changed to five days or X amount of days. Um, if you want to track like uh, the impact of a certain content or email in the whole customer journey. And, and actually, yes, we have had clients that want to change, like, no, let's change it to one day because I don't think that if we do it for more than uh, one day, it won't be accurate. And the question is why? Why do you think that only the last click or the last touch or the last open email uh, is the correct attribution model for you. So uh, with these different apps uh, that you can use, and we have worked with different apps here at Good Idea besides Clevio, we have SMS, of course, the SMS service, and Ricard that it's marketing uh, with Facebook Messenger and Instagram pretty soon. So you need to understand that every single one of them is different, but they, of course, relate to each other. With Facebook, of course, it's been a topic this whole year with all the changes. Uh, initially, you had the attribution window to up to 28 days. So basically, somebody click on your ad or engage with your ad, uh, Facebook will know that at some point that ad was relevant to your journey. And that's really important, even if they didn't buy or fill up a form immediately. Right now, as you know, that changed to just seven days. And if it is an yeah. impression, it's just one uh, one day. And people have seen the, the result, have seen the, and sometimes really bad results. And that tells you that, yeah, basically narrowing down the window, it doesn't mean that the, the data is accurate or more accurate at least. Uh, with Google, the good thing about Google is that it's super flexible, especially, mm -hmm. of course, Google Analytics. And for me, it's basically an art to set that up correctly. And it's hard. It's actually hard. It's not something that you can decide one day, like, hey, what attribution model will I do today? No, you have to actually. It's like, it's like cooking. You just come up with the idea and you just cook it. Exactly. No, so um, you really need to, to understand that. Um, at least with analytics and the good thing with analytics that of course it supports most of the apps or your traffic so it can give you uh, a better like uh, understanding of uh, for example assisted conversions people usually go to analytics and go directly to their conversion tab to the um, sources and media tab 
uh, and basically they forget that there's like one little option that says um, assisted conversion and analytics can tell you based of course on your selected uh, attribution model that again, it can be last click, that it could be like equally through all the Lin touch. Yeah. Linear, right? I Linear, think. yes. Time decay also, like basically the first one gets a better attribution and then the second one less and the third one a little bit less. And also you can select like base, basically the first one gets the attribution. Then if there are like four sources in the middle, they won't get, but the last one will also get attributed. So basically there's like a tons of options of how you want to track um, your data. And the good thing about the assisted conversion tab is that it will tell you like, and you can actually, the good thing about Google Analytics, Analytics is that you can play around different scenarios. Like let's compare last click with first click, or let's compare last click with this linear, like linear uh, attribution model. And you can see based on your revenue, if you have set up everything correctly, of course, uh, how much you will get attributed per yeah. source, depending yeah, yeah. on. And so that's the good thing about Google. And of course, Google Ads usually is last click, uh, but since it is a direct integration with analytics, you can also see the whole journey. Uh, I had, I always like to tell this story because it's true. I had one client that it was spending like 60% of their revenue in Google Display. And the CPA, the cost per acquisition was super high compared to Google search. So the immediate response or request is let's pause Google display because it doesn't make sense. It's taking most of my money and the cost per acquisition, it's super high. I told, I told them, hey, you need to think about that with Google display is tricky because people can see an ad, can see a banner and they won't necessarily click on it. They can see it, it's brand, brand awareness, but it's not necessarily like a last click attribution. But they were like, no, let's pause it, let's pause it. And we paused it like for less than 24 hours because everything like went down. Even though the data show you like, apparently uh, this particular campaign was not working since their attribution model was not set up correctly. They were just seeing like the last click. Um, they thought that this was not working. So, and, and same with email, again, um, why should we like change the window to a lot of days? If, no, because you don't, <laughs> you need to give the chance. If you put it to one day, it's what, what, you sometimes read something and you will purchase immediately. No, you read the content and you will think about it and you will maybe uh, search info across different devices because that's another thing that you need to think about. Not every app has a cross device tracking. So maybe someone will see the ad or the SMS, of course, in one device and they will not click on the SMS link, but they saw the code. So they will type the website and they will enter the code directly. Into exactly. That. And I think the higher the average order value is, the more uh, unclear this will be because the buying uh, cycle is longer when you buy something for let's say $500 uh, clothing or some luxury products 
it takes more time than uh, buying a $20 product when you can, yeah, you can just click and get it quickly. So that's also a thing. Uh, I talked to a big agency in the US. It's an eight figure company and they have more than 400 e-commerce clients. And uh, the owner told me that uh, they, they set the maximum window for Clavio. They use 60 days because they want to see every possible person who ever interacted with the email. And that's why they don't care about the revenue numbers or the percentage numbers in Clavio. They just want to see who engaged and who attributed at least some just a bit uh, to that revenue. So that's why they, they do this. They have actually quite the opposite way of thinking when somebody says, let's set this to only one day because I want to see the last click only. So that's quite the opposite. And, and if you think about it, sorry, but if you think about it, what, what will be the issue? Because at the end, at least with Clavio, it's not like Clavio will attribute all the emails that got open in those 60 days. It will always be the last email that's through, but you are giving Clavio the chance to understand like, hey, at one point, Maybe somebody didn't engage with your other emails, but at one point they did and they mm -hmm. end up purchasing your product. So you cannot, yeah. you cannot dismiss this other strategy. Exactly. Exactly. So if uh, anyone is listening to us now and uh, has some doubts, then uh, here are the answers. Um, let's talk about email flows as well and, uh, and campaigns. So, when uh, we talk to clients, at least what I do many times, I tell them that email flows. Um, so when they come to us and they ask me if, hey, we have this 50,000 uh, people email list or, or, or only 5,000, only 3,000, is it enough to get started? And then, and then I always tell them that uh, we usually start with email flows, email automations. And uh, it doesn't matter what your list size is. What really matters for the flows is the traffic size. Because if there is uh, no traffic, there won't be flow revenue, email flow revenue. But if there is a good traffic, even if the list is small, you will have a very good um, revenue from the flows. Because it's basically retargeting of your incoming traffic. They come in. They leave their cars, they purchase, they subscribe, and, and they just get the email flows uh, after. And uh, I'm really curious what you can see in terms of uh, traffic sources and the conversion in the email flows, because some traffic sources, uh, and I know it's hard to differentiate because in Clavio cannot see where if th this subscriber came from a YouTube ad or Facebook ad, but still we know uh, which store has, uh, you know, uh, traffic from which sources, the, the majority, majority, like Facebook ads, or this store is more like SEO traffic. This store is more like YouTube ads, maybe. So I'm just curious if we can see any trends, if you can see any trends. Yes, absolutely. Um... And that's why it's super good to have clients that understand this like holistic view of their sources, because sometimes, and it has happened, especially with all these changes 
with Facebook and soon with email too, <laughs> due to new the new privacy policies of Apple. Uh, but we I have had in recent conversations with clients that they see, for example, they saw a drop in the flows. And if you only see Clavio analytics, you will say, hey, something is happening with the flows. Like what's going on with the flow? Do we need to change the content? Do we need to change the subject lines? If you only see Clavio, right? Uh, yeah. But in that point, you as the account manager, people that strategize with them, you need to sit down with them and say, hey, let's wait. Let me review your analytics or let me review if we have access to your other traffic sources to see if there is a trend, if the issue is with email uh, or something is happening. And most of the time, and I will say like 95% of the time is due to traffic, like an issue of traffic, like traffic drop, or of course the campaigns became super expensive. So you don't get the same amount of clicks or you pause your Google ads, or you decided like my client decided to pause their display and just stick with search. So it's completely a link and direct to it. Uh, a few years ago, the conversation was about inbound versus outbound marketing. Right now, I think the conversation is basically uh, not versus, but how you can merge and how you can sync your outbound or your traffic uh, strategies and sources with your retention marketing. And of course, think with about retention marketing, not just email, but of course, SMS, loyalty programs, um, market, uh, messenger marketing, everything that is, as you said, uh, remarketing and retargeting of your traffic and your 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 customers. So it's, yes, it's completely linked and you need to find the source. And by doing that, um, you will understand that uh, it's not just changing the content, that of course you, you can do it and you can test it, but yeah. yes, it's completely linked to, to your other strategies. Just a subtle tip here, by the way, uh, we had a client uh, two years ago, I think, and there so, so many flows what they had uh, the operates were like 80%, click rates were 20, 30%. And it was not a small store. And uh, they used YouTube influencers and YouTube ads. So in my experience, the best uh, traffic what I've ever seen for email and, and retargeting is YouTube. Uh, because people watch the videos for 20, 30 minutes and after they subscribe and they buy and uh, those guys are super engaged. Um, and probably SEO because people just search for something and they really want that. So um, I, I still think ads are a bit uh, overrated nowadays. Um, and YouTube, YouTube and Google SEO is, is, is really amazing. It takes time to build it up, but uh, it's amazing. Um, Sophia? No, yes, absolutely. And even when, when you work on um, ads, like, and I said ads in general, like LinkedIn, like Facebook, Instagram, Google, you see the trend, you see, and if you really want to learn and to optimize everything that you do, of course, you ask questions to your clients. And usually, yes, it depends on the brand, it depends on the type of product or company. But yes, usually you get much better results because it is much more expensive with Google 
at least Google search because people are actively searching for your service and your product. It's not the same that you are actively searching for, uh, I don't know, a product for your dog that you are scrolling down Instagram, just looking at sunsets and <laughs> people's vacation yeah. and then just seeing an ad. Uh, so absolutely. And that's why we uh, also with email marketing, we have encountered like at least me <laughs> clients that say, no, I just want to send like, six email per month and promo emails, or I don't know, I just want to send like uh, one content email per month. And it's like, you you better bring value to your customer than just like try selling everything that you have on your on stock. And that doesn't happen from in 24 hours. It, it's, not, it's not a fast process, but it's worth it. And don't be afraid to send more than 12, 15 campaigns. If you're bringing value, if people we will be expecting your email because every time they read your content, they are left with something that is useful for them. Why not? So, yes. Yeah. And also we have people who tell us uh, that, um, yeah, they, they only want to send six or, or eight or, or even less. And uh, they are just afraid to email their subscribers. But, the th you know, they are just afraid that the email list will get uh, exhausted and people don't read it. They start hating the emails. But actually in Klaviyo and in email software, you can segment. So uh, you can find those people who are happy to read your content and find those who are not really interested and, you and just separate them and end of the story. So, yeah. Um, start segmenting um yeah and uh, in our team sofia also uh, manages the messenger chatbot of uh, many uh, clients that we have and we use ricard most of the times and uh, this year they came up with uh, some new features and this landscape has been changing quite fast just like facebook they they really uh, rely on facebook so I'm just curious, what are the recent things? And uh, I have we haven't talked for a, about this for a while as well, so it will be new for me as well. Sophia, what are the new things with Messenger? What works nowadays? Yes, absolutely. Um, no, it's if you're not doing Facebook marketing, uh, you're missing a, a huge like piece of the cake. Um, basically, just by seeing the results. It's amazing the open rate, the engagement, because at the end of the day, we know that mobile, it's like the biggest share besides desktop. And what, what are people doing when they are on their mobile? They are scrolling down through Facebook. They are using Instagram. The new big thing is that probably, um, not sure, I probably this year, they will start doing Instagram. Like they will also uh, move forward with uh, having like this, uh, sponsored messages and flows also on Instagram. And basically, if you don't know what it's, um, messenger marketing is same as if you can think about SMS or email, you're engaging with your list. But instead of receiving an email on your inbox or an SMS on your cell phone, you will be receive, receiving a message through the Facebook Messenger app and in the future through your DMs in Instagram. So if you agree, of course, if you want to sign up for exclusive offers, you will be receiving 
like these sponsored messages or you will be triggering flows to get like uh, a special and unique discounts just for you. So it's good because again, we have test out like pop-ups or different like opt-in tools uh, across different like websites and clients and at least with Facebook and Ricard like messenger marketing, the engagement, it's great because it's not hard. It's not like you need to fill up a huge form, like enter your email or your phone number that you can request that. So you can basically do a cross channel also a strategy. Uh, Ricard has really good integration, of course, with Clavio and SMS Bump and other SMS platforms. So it's not like you're just building your messenger list, but also your other retention marketing list. Uh, but the good thing about Messenger is that you just have to click. I agree to sign up here and you will receive uh, a message on your app. So they have, of course. <laughs> it knows your email and phone number. If you are, if you edit those on your Facebook account and everyone has an email with their mm-hmm. Facebook, they, you know, when they registered and the uh, Messenger just shows it to you and uh, you just need to tap to subscribe with that email and phone number. So it's much easier to subscribe than with pop-ups. Yeah. And we have A-B tests that like regular pop-ups versus just record pop-ups. And yeah, record pop-ups work really well. Yes, the engagement, of course, just on mobile, you cannot use uh, record pop-ups on desktops, but you can like split your strategy, uh, use another app for your desktop and see how it goes versus record on mobile. Uh, of course, they have, and I have had clients that also they want to go forward with like, they have this team, Ricard has this team that is called the M.me link that you basically can set up a whole conversation with GIFs, like emojis, uh, conversations on, on Facebook Messenger. And you can uh, basically copy paste or add that link as a call to action across your website. And if people click on it, they will trigger the the flow, the conversation on yeah. the app. So, and you can play with it. You can, besides doing promos or sales events, if you want to ask them questions, if you want to survey them, if you want to offer them like a special treat or, or anything, even I think that it can also work as <laughs> a super small like loyalty program. Of course, I'm not saying that they are a loyalty program, but it gives you the the freedom to do anything with those conversations. Like, yeah. uh, you can survey them. It's more interactive than emails or even SMS. So, and you can send actually audio as well and video, I think. So, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, it's really interactive. Um, yeah. So, thanks, Sophia, uh, for sharing all of these today. And uh, thanks uh, everyone who listened to us today. Every week uh, we come out with a new episode. We have live streams almost every week and uh, the audio podcast comes out uh, every Thursday. So stay tuned, everyone. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.